0: Mark things Mark things are bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> more despondent more despondent That's it right there
0: Run over the cat. No, I'm not going to be despondent. We agreed not to. Mark, things are bad. Really bad. They're so bad. Bad. The, bad. The bad. family is under attack. The family. It's harder and harder to make ends I meet. I can't make my ends meet. Marriage is under attack. My marriage is crumbling. Our liberties are under attack. Our money is being devalued by evil bankers. Evil bankers. Morality is—it's just crumbling with with every new episode of Netflix. Netflix. You're evil. And our children are even being educated not by. The- Children, Lucifer himself. Not the children. The retirements are being spent from Honduras. Oh, we pr- retire penniless. The privacy does not even exist. It's the no eye is everywhere. Yes, it, it sees everything. And because of that, Mark, events are being manipulated to do something... Something... something.
1: Really bad.
0: So, what's a Christian to do? Run and hide. What else? What else? Pray
1: like you've never
0: prayed before. Grab your children. Grab the children? Okay. Hold the fort, Hold the fort? How about buying gold? Lots of it. But And can we learn the natural
1: healing arts? Yes, that actually might come in very handy. handy Don't go back to get your jacket. Okay. And pray that your flight, brother, is not on the Sabbath. Okay. And that you're not pregnant or nursing on that day. Not a problem. I'm good with that. All right?
0: That leads us into our sponsor this half hour.
1: Our sponsor of this half hour is Yukon Bob's Apocalypse Headquarters.
0: You know Boy Scout motto is be prepared. Yukon Bob's takes preparedness to a whole new
1: level. I've personally vetted Yukon Bob. I've met him, I've shook his hand, okay. I trust him. Did he look you in the eye? Bob is a man of his word. Okay. He's a man of his word. For my gold, Yukon Bob's is the only place I recommend. That's right, Mark. Here on Man Radio, we
0: take our sponsorship relationships seriously, and we are committed to working with sponsors that share our values, our audience's values. Yukon Bob shares your values as a hard-working audience who cares about their families, people who care about the future. Ask yourself this question. There are cheaper places to go, uh-huh. but is my family worth it?
2: Yukon Bob's Apocalypse Headquarters. We'll be back in just a moment. Fellow patriots, listen up. Do you love your country and family? Do you want to thrive, not just survive, when the big one hits? Yukon Bob's Apocalypse Headquarters. Yukon Bob's has everything that a god-fearing patriot like you could need in the coming EMP strike, man-made disaster, commie takeover, or next revolution. Yukon Bob's Apocalypse Headquarters. Night vision goggles, iodine tablets, green tip ammo, shipping containers, aquaponic supplies, heirloom seed packets, all Revere hats, grenade launchers, solar generators, bug out bags. Don't tread on me flags, freeze-dried foods, collectible gold coins, and much, much more. UConn Yukon Bobs Apocalypse Headquarters Don't be like your helpless neighbors who were destined to be herded into FEMA camps. Take control of your dismal future. Yukon Bobs Apocalypse Headquarters So if you love your family, and we know you do, it's time to do something about it. Yukon Bobs Apocalypse Headquarters Stop into Yukon Bobs today.
0: Mark, did you buy your 72-hour kit yet? I got mine from Yukon Bob's. You did? <laughs> Here's the question for you. Is it really as bad as it seems? I mean, we had some fun in the opening segment yeah. here, okay? And a lot of fun. <laughs> we don't know how it sounded to the audience out there, but Mark and I had a great we time. We had a good time. If you listen to radio and you, and you hear all the messages coming at Christians today, it's yeah. doom and gloom. Yeah. It's, it's things are bad. They're getting worse. We're not at all downplaying the fact that things, they're trending in a downward way as far as the morality of the world goes.
1: Absolutely. You know, we, we do see some really major changes in our own culture, in our, in our own lives. American culture is moving, and it's moving fast. In the space of just one generation, what would never have been acceptable 40 years ago mm-hmm. is now commonplace. We're, it's celebrated. Th- things are moving fast. Yeah. They're, they're moving really fast. They are but the problem is the message that gets portrayed more often than not to to Christians is that what that means for you is it's ultimately defeat. Yes. And it's a fatalistic kind of a kind of an approach to you know and we played around with it, that hold the fort going down with the ship yep. mentality. Right. Strap in and, and hold on because things are going to get bad. And unfortunately that stuff sells. It does. <clears throat> it sells a lot. It makes people afraid and and people People buy into that. Like you said, we're not trying to make light of the fact that that our culture is not trending in a way that's positive. But on the other hand, I do not want to buy into the idea that this is just a totally futile exercise in Christianity and we're just going to be overrun by the juggernaut of culture. I, I'm not going to do that.
0: And we can't. And, but here's, here's our uh, the one thing that we'd say is, guys, those listening to this, Get hold of yourselves. Yeah. Get a hold of, yeah. really, Let let calm down, calm down. Because the facts, if we look at the facts, they paint a much more encouraging picture than by listening to, to any of the, the talk radio guys or yep. watching the cable news or even listening to, to Christian radio yep. that, that goes on and on about how horrible the culture is, how things are trending downward, how our kids are going to be broken. You know, that, that might all be true. Yeah. But there are some other facts that get overlooked, partly because, uh, maybe because people don't know about these facts, uh, but partly because it doesn't sell. But what we would right, like to do here, sell. we would really like to explore three facts that should give us some encouragement in moving forward, so that we can carry our heads higher. We can we can uh, lead our families with with encouragement, and more importantly, even we can be doing what God wants us to be doing the way He wants us to be doing
1: it. Right. You know, the Scripture does not soft sell persecution. The Scripture doesn't soft sell a hostile environment to Christianity. But at the same time, you don't see. The scripture painting this picture of feudalism mm-hmm. or just kind of a wait until they overrun us mentality. Right. That's not at all the perspective that the scripture comes from. The scripture is written from the from the perspective that the church will accomplish exactly the purpose that God has ordained for it. It's not like these things take God by surprise. <gasps> You
0: mean he did not know that America is, you know, culture is going downhill?
1: Right. right. He just and didn't know. Just didn't see that coming. Yeah. Right. Of course, God knows that's coming, and God is the one who is ultimately responsible for preparing the church to meet those challenges. So much, I think, so much of the of the anxiety that comes with all of those doom and the and the and the gloom, and the sky is falling mentality is because it takes to the individual the responsibility to personally make themselves prepared for the spiritual battles that are to come. You guys know us well enough that we're not trying to tell you that you don't have responsibility here. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's all good. (laughs) Just relax. Yeah, chill. But on the other hand, God is ultimately the one who prepares His people to meet those challenges. Right. What we want to do is we want to get this from God's perspective. So, guys, if you got your Bibles handy, we're going to read a section from Psalm chapter 2. Thinking about the epistles, so
0: many times those were written to Christians who were under direct assault from their culture. They're people going into houses, dragging parents off, dragging kids off, people being killed, people being put in the arena. But you read the epistles while while um, Paul especially addresses these things. His he he does not wallow in the discouragement of those things. Not at all. And in fact, he paints a picture of overcoming, of winning.
1: Yeah. So you know the look that we get at those counterparts in the first century is they accepted joyfully the seizure of their property. Right. That that's a totally different mindset than we're we're all headed down. Yeah. And that's. It's a totally different picture. You can have that kind of picture, but you have to get your perspective from Psalm 2. And we're going to read all of Psalm 2, those 12 verses, because they all apply. Why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth, they take their stand, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Let us tear their fetters apart. And cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then He will speak to them in His anger and terrify them in His fury. But as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me. And I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will shatter them like earthenware. Now therefore, O kings, show discernment. Take warning, O judges of the earth. Worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Do homage to the Son, lest he become angry and you perish in the way for his wrath may soon be kindled. How blessed are all who take refuge in Him. Wow, that is not Amen. the message of "Hold the fort, we're going down with the ship." Come on, kids, all hold hands in a
0: circle. You yeah, know what I mean,
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's not that at all. He says it doesn't matter. The kings of the earth, if they pass a UN resolution that says Jesus is not king, that does not no. change what God has done in glory. He said, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. And the Lord just laughs at them. Well, they took a vote. Oh no, what are we going to do? <laughs> they voted. I I just oh, don't no, know. Boy. They, they've come to a consensus. It was I, a binding
0: resolution.
1: <laughs> right. It was a binding U.N. resolution. Right. Yeah. You know what the Lord encourages us to do in in light of that? In light of the nations who will not bend the knee, who will not bow, who will not confess Christ as Lord he says, Ask of me in verse 8, I will give you the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. In light of that, we're supposed to be asking for the nations to be, and we're not talking about them politically. We're talking about making disciples. Is it now? Is it ask the Lord? Well, because He's the one in glory. So what does that sound like, Mark? It sounds like, Lord, help me to be effective today in making disciples. That is a completely different mindset. We've gone from defense to offense. offense. Lord, help me make disciples. All the nations have been given to the Lord, to Christ, as his inheritance, an inheritance that he shares with us. Ask him. He said, the nations are yours. We're going to plunder the nations. We'll take out of the nations that which is of true value. We're not talking about the gold or the silver. We're talking about the people, the souls, the one thing that is eternal. So that is fact
0: number one. All bundled up into a lot of different parts and pieces, but the church will accomplish exactly what God's purpose is, which means us as individuals in the church, we can be asking God for victory. God, help me make
1: disciples. Right, which takes us to our second point. The church is designed to operate and even thrive.
2: Do you want to thrive, not just survive when the big one hits?
1: In an environment that is hostile to it. The church... Did, did not have to be born at a time when personal liberty, property rights, and a Judeo-Christian value system <laughs> permeated the culture. No, in fact, <laughs> Christ came at the right. And the right time happened to be one that was filled with idol worship, all kinds of Greek and Roman gods, right. tremendous idolatry, Tyranny. hypocrisy. Yeah, I mean, all of the things that we would say would be hostile to the church, and they did prove to be but it didn't stop the church from accomplishing its purpose. Its purpose is to make disciples. Right, Mark, because the first century
0: church was persecuted under both Gentiles and Jews. I mean, under yeah. under Gentiles, the Caesar felt threatened by the first century church. Herod felt threatened by the birth of Christ, sought to have him killed. Right. And under the Jewish leadership, of course, they ended up putting Jesus on the cross. Yes. And and it was, uh, Paul is a great testament to the persecution by the Jews of the Christian's of the first century church. So you had the religious world yes. and the secular world right, teaming up, as it were, yeah. to destroy this thing that would become the church. Yeah. And how'd that work out for them? <laughs> uh,
1: for the church, it worked out well, yes. right, because the church was continuing to grow by leaps and bounds. You know, the more they worked to stamp it out, the farther the church spread. God has structured the church in a way that is designed specifically to withstand not only the pressure of culture but to outlast culture. I mean where are Caesar now? Yeah where are the, where are the Jewish the, the Jewish Pharisees I mean all of those guys <clears throat> they have beaten their swords on the scriptures and the scriptures remain. though there are shattered pieces in, of history, but the Bible remains. Christianity remains. The scriptures are unchanging, right? And as Christians,
0: we're accountable to one who is also unchanging. We're accountable to the scriptures which have not changed, which cannot be, our source of information cannot be changed by culture. It cannot be changed by nations. The church is transcultural, transnational. Yeah,
1: the rise and fall of empires has not changed the word of God. And it hasn't changed what God expects from his people. So that's fact fact number two.
0: The fact number two is that the church will thrive in a hostile environment. In fact, it was created to thrive in a hostile environment. That leads us to the third encouraging fact, and that is that as a Christian, I can achieve God's purpose for my life. But certainly not with all of that persecution. Well, that's true. and especially not with the neighbors that we all have, right? <laughs> just kidding. Love our neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But see, our, our job is not to make my neighbor a freedom loving patriot. It's not? N- no. Should he have a flag outside, though? He should fly a flag. Well, on the 4th of July. Well, actually, it should be the 2nd of July. The 2nd of I'm, July? But I'm just oh, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my job is not to. That's not God's purpose for my life. We say because of these things because of uh, God not being surprised at what's going to happen, right. uh, because of the fact that he built the church in a way uh, that it outlasts all of these things, guys, that gives us hope that we can do that which God is wanting to do through us. Uh, and the first thing that that is not on that agenda is turning our neighbors and friends into people who agree politically with us.
1: Okay, but it is my job to bring my country back from moral decay. Yeah and and restore it to a judeo-christian god-fearing nation right to save it, yeah. to, that is my job yeah, to, yeah. To make, no,
0: no. to no it, it's, it's not
1: well to make the country moral again to, to restore yeah.
0: a no no market that's not your job it's not
1: my job no um what what's my job then i have to say i have to be the one to stand and 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 stop add my voice to stop the country from self-destruction no no Mark I don't, um I don't have to do that. well no. No.
0: No. I mean <laughs> it'd be nice. Maybe if you bought a bunch of billboards though. <laughs>
1: no. Guys, we have to be really careful because so oftentimes in religious circles, the lines there get blurred. The lines between what it is to give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to give to God what is God's. Because we're so often given the impression that our job as Christians fellow Patriots, listen up. is to save the country. And that's not our job as
0: Christians. Because that's not our job as Christians, that is a burden that we put up on our shoulders that we are not designed to bear.
1: The church is not designed to save the country. That's right.
0: And and because that's not part of God's will, if if it is God's will to, to turn America around, good, fine, we hope that is the case but at the same time it is not his will that i supplant my job of making disciples
1: with trying to help people become freedom loving patriots if we change people government is a reflection of the people so if we change people then governments may reflect that change right but at the same but that can't be our end our end can't be the salvation of a physical nation no lots of times those things get blurred and we say well if we save the nation then we will create a space, a safe environment. We will prolong the effects of Christianity. Right. right. That is not true. That's a self-serving twisting of the job of Christianity. Christianity is not, does not require a Christian nation in order to be preserved. Christianity requires the scriptures and a devotion to the God who wrote them in order to be preserved and to be effective. Do we pray for our leaders? Yes. yes. Yes, we do. Do we pray that we have peace? Yes. So the gospel can move more easily. Yes. Yeah. But the gospel is going to move whether there's persecution or not. Okay. So I'm going to touch on something
0: that might be. Um, okay. I'll just say it. Sometimes, laying in bed at night, it's a little bit more exciting to think about the coming zombie apocalypse <laughs> okay uh it, it's it's more interesting to think about you know going down with my family to yukon bobs on saturday right and stocking up for that fateful day when we're going to be making our last stand i want whatever fema's got yeah well they got more of it than you did. Yeah, right. have so uh <clears throat> you know so that when we're herded into those fema camps mark you know we can survive or we can avoid being herded into right. those right because we're going to be living in our in our semi-container underground right okay so so um it's more romantic it's more it seems more glorious that it's that guns god guns and glory and we're going to go down in a ball of flames we're going to go on fighting it it's braveheart it's it's all these things kind of rolled into one and that captures our imagination but it does it it in a way that that is really a cop out. Yeah. Because it it helps us avoid the real challenge. Yep. Which is God's real calling for us, which has nothing to do with surviving uh, the, the all the scenarios that we talked about.
1: Right. Right. God is much more interested in saving the souls of men than he is in saving the heart of a nation. You know, the, we're, we're and you know what I mean by that. <clears throat> God is looking to save individual souls. and The scriptures recognize that yes, yeah, sometimes Christians find themselves, in fact they always find themselves at odds with culture. Those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That's okay. Persecution is a necessary step of Christianity. It's what proves you worthy to be a part of the kingdom of God for which indeed you are suffering. So God gets that. All right. However, <clears throat> That doesn't keep us from being successful in our mission of making the most of our time. Yes, the days are evil, but what's our job? Make the most of our time. Ephesians chapter five describes it just that way. If the days are evil, be all the more, be all the more deliberate, be all the more conscious, be all the more motivated. Yeah, this is the time to make hay. This is the time while you have opportunity, do it, man. Make those contacts. Talk to people. Make disciples. The only way ultimately the only way to change the country. I mean if, if you really if, if that's your total focus, the only way to change the country first of all, if that's your total focus, change your focus. Change your focus. But 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 even if that if, if that's your goal, you have to change the moral fabric of the nation first. It's not gonna come <clears throat> from the top down. You're not gonna elect one guy who's gonna change it, who's gonna who's gonna who's going to be the savior of the nation. But this is the most important oh. election in the history of the puppet Just today. like it was last time and the time before that and the time before that. The only way to affect change on a national scale is by making disciples. And to try and do it in reverse, to try and change the nation so that the church can thrive is absolutely backwards, cannot work. It, it can't work. We're talking about a view here that takes these
0: three facts into account that gives us an encouraging way to live our life because we know that God's in control. Yep, He's yep. not caught off guard by anything. Right. He has built his church to withstand, in fact, even thrive in these things. And that because of those two things, I as a Christian can achieve his purpose in my life of making disciples. Now, if we choose to get involved with other things in the political process and things like that, whatever, okay. whatever. But that has to be our focus. God, how do you want me to affect the person next to me, the people that I rub elbows with? How do you want me to live my life so that I can help them come to know you? That is a different focus than laying in bed at night thinking about how I'm going to survive a nuclear attack with my iodine tablets.
1: Yep, it sure is. The people who do that become absolutely ineffective in making disciples because they are totally consumed. By the by, the fears, by the anxiety, it just totally absorbs all of who they are, and they're not effective in making disciples. Right. So, guys, let's focus on the things that count. Because some, for some, frankly, it's a cop out. Yeah, it's a cop out. Instead of making disciples, I'm going to build my bomb shelter. Yes. All the while, I'm trying to save the republic, and that's how we. And that's how we pitch it ourselves because we're doing it for Jesus Yes. but Jesus wants us to make some disciples the days are evil good let's make them most and we'll talk to you next time on Inner Radio. Man Radio it's the, the world, it. it's the end of the world as we know
0: it it's the end of the world as we know it it's the end of the world as we know it and I
1: feel fine